Hello, everyone. I'm happy to introduce my guest, Shane, here to the podcast today. So tell us a tiny bit about yourself. Thanks, Al. Thanks for having me today. Uh, yeah, my name is Shane. I, uh, I live in New York. I'm a senior in high school. I do a ton of other podcast work already on my own. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Shield, uh, which is my school's local newspaper. And uh, I love sports just as much as you. i uh, big Yankee fan, Knicks, Jets, and uh, Golden Knights. So we're going to discuss the free agency debate in the MLB and trade details. But specifically first, we're going to talk about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. I like this. So I'm going to start it off. So first of all, I think it was a big mistake for Bryce Harper to turn down that original offer for $300 million. And even now that the Nats are considering bringing him back, he's not going to get that amount of money. So why would he, first of all, just you know decline that deal if he knew that no other teams were severely interested in him? I'm going to strongly disagree with you there. If we remember this point last season, we had guys like Jake Arrieta, J.D. Martinez, all these high-profile superstars that weren't getting paid. Why weren't they getting paid? Because of this winter right here. Every team was saving up every penny they could to make a run at both of these big free agents. And I think we're going to see Bryce Harper get more than what he was originally intended to do with the Nationals. I mean, that's a good point. But I think, personally, I think both players should stay in the National League because that's where the money is. I think National League teams definitely saved the money. I mean, we can definitely know for the Yankees, they had that huge contract with Stanton. So, like, where is that money going to come from? Um, especially, you know, Angels, too, with Otani. Like, these, the major contracts were in the American League. So I think both of them should stay in the National League somehow. And that's an interesting point, but you would think if they're asking for 10-year contracts and once you get up to a certain age, now I know they're both 26-year-olds entering the primes of their career, but you reach the age of 36, your body might start to break down and you might have to DH, and it's just not possible to get any days off like that in the National League. That is a very good point. Uh, But in the National League, I think there's definitely more teams. This is an argument. I'm going to make this argument. It's way out there. I've seen basically no articles about it I don't even know if anybody's thought about it but I think that one of the players should go to a team like the Marlins that's going through such a big culture change especially since they just announced their new logo and colors because putting a franchise face on that change is definitely going to impact that culture and that player's career I, I actually, I'm going to agree with you on, on this a little bit outlandish point, only because I've said this before, and I think that it's a possibility that a dark horse contender to land Bryce Harper is an American League team, and that's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, I know the Rays haven't done much. They kind of went into a rebuild mode after they traded Evan Longoria away, and they kind of reset their franchise, but now is the perfect opportunity. I know the Trop isn't the best place for baseball, but uh, gaining a superstar like Bryce Harper could instantly give them a huge boost in, in fans and attendance. And I honestly think another little bit out there point that I've, I've said in the past is that there's going to be a team in Las Vegas sooner or later, whether it's expansion or relocation. And I think Bryce Harper is going to play for that team only because that's what he'd want to do. He'd want to end up on his hometown team. And out of all the teams in baseball right now, if there was one to relocate, it'd be the Tampa Bay Rays. And I know Vegas is on Rob Manfred's short list of places to move. So why not? I definitely agree with that. I think maybe do, taking a player like that and putting on a team that's obviously like Tampa going through a culture change and even relocating. Um, imagine like what these two players could do for baseball culture in Florida. Just being down here for the short amount of time that I've been down here, you can tell baseball's not big down here. 
you would think it is, That's, but it's not. Yeah. So putting the like two big players here definitely I think can attract, you know, more eyes onto the Rays and definitely, you know, the Marlins. They're they're hitting a pretty hard time right there. But um, I would actually like to see one in Philly. I definitely think the Phillies probably need some, or uh, even the White Sox somewhere in Chicago. I could definitely see that. I definitely I've heard rumors about the Cubs for a long time, but they have no business being in the sweepstakes. They have tons of players like Kyle Schwarber, Wilson Contreras, Chris Bryant, who still needs a multi-year extension. They don't have deals yet. They can't afford to invest that much money and time into a Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. I do agree with the Phillies point. They've saved up to this point to get uh, most likely. I think it's going to be Manny Machado and put him with Gene Segura on the uh, left side of the diamond there. But uh, Bryce Harper, this is another another big take here. Um, I think he's going to end up in a bigger market and in New York, but I don't think it's going to be the Yankees. I think he's going to the Mets. And that would be really interesting, especially with the Cano trade. So um, that actually, Bro- yeah. Brody Van Wagenen is, it seems right now, every, every Met fan loves him. He's doing exactly what they want. He's going out there. He's making deals. He's trying to see what, what teams are willing to give up. I know he's already spoken with the Marlins about GT, JT Real Muto, the catcher, uh, to see if he's available because the catcher is a huge need of theirs. But Bryce Harper, he, he wants to, I know he's said in the past about New York that he'd love to play here. He's never specified the Yankees. I think the Mets would actually be a good fit for him, especially in an outfield that could use some some corner outfielders after losing definitely Jay Bruce, who's been starting there for the past two seasons. And I think it would be a big move by the Mets and definitely put them in contention in the East. It gives Mets fans something to be excited about, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think that's a good point to now move on to uh, other blockbuster trades that we've seen happen or that we want to see happen. But I'm going to start off, obviously, we're both Yankees fans, so let's discuss that trade that just happened that could either make someone very happy or I was kind of on the fence about it. Um, I saw Justice Sheffield pitch multiple times last year. He's an outstanding pitcher. Um, but I like the question in my mind is, will it pay off? I 100% think so. I love this move by Brian Cashman. Getting a guy like James Paxton, proven, cheap, and reliable, honestly. He's had a little bit of injury history in the past, but he's shown that he has the stuff to be an ace. He threw a no-hitter this year against a, a Yankee rival in the Blue Jays in the AL East, and he honestly has the potential to lead the staff into the playoffs again into the World Series. Well, honestly, we know that the bullpen and the Yankees, you know, obviously in the franchise, that's a big issue right now. So uh, what's the deal with the Sonny Gray trade? I am constantly checking on Bleacher Report, seeing any updates about it. We know Cashman wants him gone, um, but there have been some rumored teams like the Athletics, Braves, Padres, Rangers, and Twins. But where do you think he's going to end up? This is, another, this is another thing where I've seen rumors floating around. And out of the teams you mentioned, there's one that you didn't say, which is the one I want him to go to, which is the Reds. The Reds, I heard, are trying to make some big moves. They're either going to be sellers or buyers. They haven't really made up their mind yet. If they're sellers, I've heard they're interested in Sonny Gray. And if I'm the Yankees, I package Sonny Gray together with Clint Frazier, and you get Scooter Jeanette, a 300-plus hitter. He gets on base. He moves the chains. He gets what you want done. And you need someone in that middle infield right now. You can move Glaber to shortstop and Scooter Jeanette to second. Yeah, we definitely know. I think that would be a good trade, obviously, because of DD's um, you know, surgery that just happened, I believe, a month ago. You know, he's going to be out, right? believe either the first two months of the season so you definitely need to fill a gap there i think that would be a good trade 
for the Yankees. And Scooter Jeanette, you can play him at he's he's very versatile. You can play him at third. You can move Andrew then to first. You can switch everyone around. I think the trade would be perfect for the Yankees. So uh, obviously we touched on Cano back in New York, but is there any other blockbuster trades you want to see happen? If I'm the Phillies, I am ringing the phone of the Giants constantly to land Madison Bumgarner. As we know, Patrick Corbin is off the market. He was the biggest pitching uh, pitcher free agent that was out there. Uh, signed by the Nationals, six years, $140 million. Obviously, the Phillies wouldn't match that, and he decided to go to Washington. And I think that they need to land an ace next to Aaron Nola to lead them to the World Series. And that's Madison Bumgarner. If they can get a proven workhorse in the postseason like Bumgarner to match with Arietta and Aaron Nola, that's a top rotation right there. Yeah, that would be. Um, any others specifically stand out to you? As a potential trade, I mean, I know Brian Dozier and Manny Machado made up the one-two punch in the infield for the Dodgers the second half of last season. I think if the Marlins were truly trying to shed all their salary cap, they could trade Starlin Castro over to L.A. I think it would be a great piece, a young, a younger-type piece for the Dodgers to work with. I don't know what exactly it would cost. And, you know, something like that. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to move into our second segment, which one of my favorites. Uh, what in the wide world is going on with New York football? Um, so you get to hear a perspective of me, a somewhat conflicted Giants fan and a Jets fan. So I'm going to kick it off by stating the very obvious statement that the Giants have a big QB issue and the entire league knows it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debate you on this one because I, I know that a lot of Giants fans have said in the past, even just this year, that they want to bench Eli. But I really don't think Eli's the problem as much as people think. The offensive line has been a little bit shaky this year, but especially with the way that the Giants are winning games now and have a relatively easy schedule to end the year and don't have a great chance of landing a top five, maybe even top ten pick, they, they might have to make a different move here and let Eli start next year. So let him ride it out. See what you get out of this young team, which is a really good team, especially with Saquon Barkley, Odell, Sterling Shefford, and Evan Ingram on offense. And I think that maybe you add uh, a Greg Little, who's an offensive tackle coming out of college, mm-hmm. number one ranked. And I think it would be a huge benefit. Uh, protect Eli's blind side better than Eric, Eric Flowers ever could and see if you guys can contend with him next year. Yeah, I definitely agree with pretty much most of that. But uh, I don't think Loletta is ready. I think that it really hurt the Giants to not draft a QB in an earlier round. I know that our first round pick was Saquon, and that was the perfect pick to make. But um, we didn't hear much of Loletta, like, at all through draft buzz. Like, coming out of Richmond, that's an Atlantic 10 team, you barely hear them with rankings, with, you know, bowl games. So it was kind of, I think, up in the air for a lot of Giants fans. And obviously he just had an episode in New York a month or so ago. Um to prove to my point that I don't think he's ready for that pressure, but I don't know. Who, who even w- knows if he'll be a reliable starting quarterback at all? Obviously, Davis Webb was never given a shot in New York. They let him go without any regrets. So it, it seems like the organization as a whole has still faith in Eli. They might not want to hand over the reins to anyone else yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely know that it's time for Eli to retire with you know, some dignity left, but I don't think not just yet. I think he definitely has a season left in him, um, but that season definitely can be tweaked around more draft picks and new young guys coming in. 
But Barkley really saved the Giants overall, and I think he's going to be hands down rookie of the year. Definitely. But, you know, the Jets have Sam Darnold, but uh, is he back from injury yet? I haven't really been paying attention to him. <laughs> he is coming <laughs> back this week. Uh, he could have played last week. Coach Todd Bowles said that he didn't have enough reps in practice and wanted to give the start to McCowan, but he should be good to go against Buffalo. Um, I mean, I think Sam Darnold has been fine for what he's needed to do. Obviously, he was the youngest quarterback prospect coming out of this draft class. He hasn't had any weapons around him like any other quarterback would, like a Lamar Jackson who has uh, Gus Edwards, Alex Collins, and Michael Crabtree. I mean, Sam Darnold is still trying to perfect his craft. He doesn't have the deep ball yet to reach Robbie Anderson's max speed when he gets down the field. Uh, if given more weapons like a Le'Veon Bell this offseason, I could definitely see major steps for Darnold's improvement. I definitely think that. I think the Jets made a good decision with drafting him. I think he was a good thing for the Jets. Um I, you know, I think that really helped them this season. Obviously, they have a better record than the Giants at this point. I mean, pretty much everybody has a better record, but I think no. I think the Giants, when they won last week, they went to uh, four and four and eight. It might have been, and the Jets are three and nine. Oh, so the Je- well, yeah, look the, at that. the Jets are definitely <laughs> a worse team than the Giants. Well, I mean, you know. New York football has kind of kind of gone down. The, when you when you hear those spiral. two records, you know that it's not a good time over here for New York. Yep, no one wants to admit it, but it's it is very very relevant. Um, so now we're gonna do kind of a coach's take to end this segment. So if you were the Jets coach, what would you do? I'm starting Sam Donald the rest of the way, and I'm hoping that he can win me some games to potentially. Uh, let management know that he still wants a job here. Obviously, Todd Bowles has not looked like he still wants to be the head coach for the New York Giants. It's been awful sledding this whole season. The past two years in a row, we've gone 5-11 and 11 and have showed no signs of improvement. The team has not looked better. They used to be all for him, but now they look like they're quitting out on the field. Um, but I'm starting Sam Darnold the rest of the way, and I'm hoping that he can get me some wins. So if I was the Giants coach, I mean, originally I think I would – try to bench Eli or try to figure out some way for that whole situation to get better and obviously after the you know that was a pretty big win against Chicago we're definitely seeing glimmers of old Eli Um, and I would hope that our backup QBs are getting more reps and trying to figure out is there a way that we can integrate the young guys um, see if they work effectively with Barkley and OBJ Um, definitely try to find that boost in the offense but as of right now for me the defense isn't my biggest concern I, I mean I agree I think they've shown signs of I think the team as a whole since the beginning of the season has shown signs of improvement I agree that maybe you do want to get some of those younger guys reps uh, to see what they can do with the offense that you have maybe see if you need to draft a quarterback or if you need to trade up in the draft to get a quarterback uh, I know Justin Herbert's a name that's being thrown around there Will Greer Drew Locke out of Missouri these are all guys that have potential to be the number one quarterback taken in the draft I don't know which one your favorite is obviously as a Mizzou guy I really like Drew Locke I think he definitely has the potential to be a starting quarterback in the league I think he'd be a great fit with the Giants offense as we know Eli Manning is more of a pocket passer as is Drew Locke I think it'd be a good fit you know obviously as a Miami fan anybody can know this but you know we've had our QB issues this year so I'm on the fence, obviously, about, you know, the QB picks this draft. I don't even know if our QB is going into uh, uh, the draft, um, but you never know. I kind of – I would hope that the Giants this year 
go for a high pick quarterback. Um, I don't know, and maybe use Loletta as kind of like a game piece to try to trade up or try to get some new younger guys in. But, uh, well, that is all for today. I would like to thank you for coming. Yes, thank you for having me on. So feel free to give yourself a little shout out with all the extra stuff I know you do. Yes, uh, you can check out my podcast right now. It's only on YouTube, Shane Sports of New York. We definitely talk about more stuff uh, than New York sports. It's kind of out of there. We've had guests already on the show like Red Bulls head coach Chris Armis. We, we've interviewed Barstool's uh, up-and-coming blogger Tom Scabelli. So a ton of awesome stuff there and a ton of great articles on theshield.com. That's awesome. Well, thank you all for listening on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you are hearing this from. Uh, remember to follow me on Twitter at L. Wigner and check out my blog posted. Um, also remember to stay tuned for our hockey episode that should be coming up. And we will also be having a podcast episode about the Pinstripe Bowl, which Miami got selected to. And I will be going as a student. I got tickets. Um, and we'll also be having a PEDs debate episode, which is very relevant today. So if you have any questions or you want to hear answered on here, message me. Or if you're interested in coming on the podcast, please fire away. We will see you next time on What in the Wide World of Sports.